0: Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I am so glad that you are tuning in and joining us for another amazing episode of uh, uh, the podcast Gen Z Today. And and whether this is your first time here or your 60-somethingth time here, we've had over 60 episodes now of Gen Z Today. That's pretty cool. And I know some of you have listened to the majority of those episodes, and you've been listening from the very beginning uh, when this started in March of last year. And if you've been listening for that long, welcome. So glad you're here. Welcome back. If this is your first or second or seventh or some other random number at the time, uh, I want to welcome you and thank you for being here as well. And uh, and yeah, as you guys know, every week on here, we have another conversation about uh, just kind of the confident or the what it means to live and lead for Jesus in this generation, and we talk about the confident hope that we have in Christ, and, and we talk about living, living and leading for Jesus and making a difference for Jesus, uh, sometimes even when we're not sure how, and uh, usually I have a guest on here, and this week I have an amazing guest that I'm so excited for you all to meet. Uh, he uh, is someone who uh, was a how-to-life leader, a part of the how-to-life movement that Uh, Some of you guys are familiar with, that's the ministry that I lead and started uh, seven years ago when I was in high school. And uh, uh, our guest this week uh, is from the wonderful, beautiful, large, very well-known state that is... Texas. and sure. uh, But he's not currently living in Texas. He's living in another state. And he'll tell you a little bit more about that here in a moment. But uh, welcome. Or, and also, uh, this guest was uh, one of our How to Life leaders for How to Life North Dallas, uh, which was our first uh, event that we did specifically in the McKinney-Frisco area of Texas, uh, of the Dallas area, a wonderful area. Uh, growing with a lot of people and uh, our guests from there and help lead an amazing event there and without further ado i'm excited to welcome evan carter how are you evan
1: I'm good, Jordan, and it's so good to be back and see your face. Um, How to Life is a special ministry to me. It's something that I was blessed to be part of when I was in high school and just have the opportunity to see ministry in a different way and get to connect with a lot of people locally in my area, both the leaders and the people who came to be part of it. So um, it's such a blessing, and I'm glad that we get to have this connection again. It's so neat.
0: I know. I was telling you, Evan, like, it's been like three years since we last like saw each other in person. Like, We haven't yeah. seen each other since the pandemic and... And some change mm. there, but uh, you uh, some people might know you as well because you were a part of uh, uh, if any of you have downloaded the How to Life app, which if you haven't, I forget to mention that <laughs> we have an awesome app. <laughs> um, the How to Life app is a thing in the App Store and has been for a little while, and we have an amazing video series on there about following Jesus, what it means to follow Him, and Evan, you are. Uh, one of the communicators for that series, and uh, yeah. and you you were part of a couple episodes in there, uh, including uh, your solo episode talking about why is there so much brokenness in the world? Why is the world so broken? And you did an amazing job on that video. So uh, so Evan is on our YouTube channel uh, with that video, as well as uh, being a part of the uh, how to begin a relationship with Jesus video. And uh, but uh, let's uh, rewind a little bit. How did we first? <laughs> meet i know like like you and i have a very unorthodox way of connecting compared to how yeah. i've met most of our how to life leaders of the past but uh help, help me recount this story a little bit what do you what do you remember
1: yeah so it's kind of that god just sometimes put people in my life and it's crazy and it's not in my control and so therefore it's not mine to boast in. but um Jordan went to college with my older brother and had had a class together, and had this small connection. And um, as I understand it, Jordan was looking to have an event in North Texas and so was kind of stalking some of his fellow classmates. And then yes. from that, learned that my brother um, was from North Texas. And so he's like, oh, this is someone I should contact and be in contact with to talk about who I could. Um, then reach out to in North Texas. And by the grace of God, Kent was receptive and did not uh, be off-put by the slight stalking. And we were in contact. <laughs> it, it was just totally God's hand. And, and it's, it's really neat stuff. It's We could have not planned that by ourselves. It was the Lord's hand in it. So it was really neat. It
0: really was. I And uh, uh, yeah, slight stalking is a, is a good <laughs> a good way to put it. Righteous I, stalking, though. So righteous okay. slight stalking. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were... It, yeah, your, your brother Kent and I had... Uh, uh, philosophy class together. For those of you listening, uh, you I don't talk a ton about my college history, although I've talked to some. Uh, in fact, I did an episode on uh, whether or not you should go to college. that you should check that out. Um, so uh, that's a fun one. but, uh, yeah. but I went to uh, I started off at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, or one of the best Bible schools in the nation. And then I transferred to Liberty uh, University online. and uh, kind of during that very season when I was at Moody, and I was taking philosophy class. Uh, I was in there, and uh, that was like the last time I ever went to classes and <laughs> classrooms and sat and took paper notes and like all that sort of stuff. Like not, never since. It was just that season. And uh, and yeah, your brother Kent was in there, and uh, I remember finding out that he was from Frisco, Texas. And I was like, yeah. yo, like I'm trying to make connections in Dallas and in the Dallas suburbs. So I reached out and was like, hey, want to connect sometime? He's like, yeah, sure. And we met and we talked and he introduced me to you. And then I reached out to you when I was in Texas on a future trip and we met up at Whataburger. And uh, I don't remember how old you were back. How old were you in like January 2017?
1: January 2017. I would have been 17. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, were like, 13. how old are you now? I'm currently 22.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you were 17. I was 18 and, mm-hmm. uh, that's crazy. That was a long time ago. So yeah. 18 yes. year old me was chatting with 17 year old you and your friend at Whataburger and you mm-hmm. were like, yeah, sounds cool. And, and, uh, and through that, we connected with your church, which was super cool. And they yeah. had me like speak at a little thing at your yeah. midwinter time. And, and, uh, yeah, it turned into a really cool Texas outreach. And, uh, you also came and helped speak at the Wichita Falls, Texas event we did, in december of 2017 and uh and then you came to arizona with me uh, the next spring uh yeah. for a how to life event out there and yeah. uh yeah it's been really a fun fun journey what do you remember though about your how to life event back in, in frisco uh in november of of 2017 do you remember that event and some of what took place
1: yeah i i do uh, <laughs> It was a lot of work but it was it was so cool to get to work with a, a group of very talented people and I the the the, the most distinct memory I have is right when Chi Chi, an amazing man of God, an amazing communicator, yeah. um, he, he started our event with a spoken word. And mm. I remember as soon as he started and just like, I don't know, just feeling the spirit. Like it was just so cool when it started and I was like, okay, it's happening. And I remember mm. me and Maggie like looked at each other. And I literally like laid on the ground. I said, Lord, let's, let's, let's do this. Like, this is all in your hands. Now we're rolling. And, mm. um, it was really neat. I remember that. And then, um, having a having a a really cool, um again, spirit of God moment with with the altar call of having a lot of people just be really receptive and and um, gave them this moment to kind of do a washing of of their sins of those note cards. and they were really receptive um, and and it was just it was really neat. And I think the biggest thing that I got from that was the event was awesome. but the connections I got to make with, with the other leaders and the people that got to attend it was awesome. And it it really did kind of set this at least community of, of young Christian believers that were on fire for the Lord, wanted to do something for the Lord in that in that area. So I think that was something that just a high praise for, for Mm. what, how to life is trying to do. It did it. Um, and so, yeah, keep up with them. It's always cool to see their stories. Chi Chi went and played, um, a college football to program, so it was super cool to kind of keep up with what he was doing. Wow, um, wow really cool guy Maggie's Maggie's Maggie, and she's awesome, super funny um woman of God. so it, it's been really cool to keep up with all of them
0: that's amazing. so many yeah. memories from from that season and uh, and yeah, and amazing meeting you through all that and and glad we've been able to keep up throughout the years as well and uh, yeah, and, and tell us a little bit more about kind of your current Season because I, yeah. I messaged you last week and I was like, "Hey, want to want to be on my podcast?" And I'm like, are you still in College Station? Because that's that's <laughs> one part. Uh, wait, first off, where did you go to school? I kind of already the, gave it away if you know where yeah. College Station is. But where did you go to school? And where are you living now? And why are you living there now?
1: Yeah, um so I went to what is known by most people as the Harvard of the South, Texas A and M University. Uh, <laughs> um, amazing school. Uh, it is honestly such a blessing. Um, I had that kind of pull of like, should I go to Bible school? And then a the pastor would be like, "No, you should go get a a get get a degree in something that could be also used for ministry stuff." So ended up at A and M was awesome. Had lots of cool ministry connections while there. If you if any of y'all are thinking about a college, I don't I'm not quite sure what Jordan said about that, but if you if you yeah. are A&M, great, um, great, great yes, I'm there.
0: I'm pro college for okay, people cool. that we can agree. make it work, <laughs> um, but also understand that people have extenuating circumstances. Yeah. But yeah, continue.
1: Yeah, um, and. And while there, I met a awesome woman of God named Ximena. And so Ximena played on A&M's soccer team. We ended up by a crazy story that I could share later in some other conversation because it's, it's kind of long, but God's fingerprints and this stuff. Had a class of her and we met and she played soccer at AM. And um, now she's my fiance. Um, and she plays for the uh, OL Rain up here in Seattle. And so just being in a season of life where I could be flexible, and obviously we're engaged. We knew we we're heading that way. Did not want to pursue more long distance. She had previously played in Spain, and um, it was awesome. We learned a lot about how to communicate with each other. But we also knew that if we could avoid long distance, we were going to try. And so when she when she got the um, the call and the, that she was going to go to Seattle, started looking in the area. And by the grace of God, one of her former teammates connected me with a church here in the area, and. I'm now, I'm now here and getting to, getting to do ministry. It's, it's, it's really such a blessing. And again, something, like I said, God just has put people in my life. And this is one of the ultimate stories of that where I don't, if you would ask me three years ago, where was I going to be? I would have never said Seattle. I would have never said any of this. All of this story is God's fingerprints and hands, but I could see what he was setting me up for. And that's really neat. But the the final product, and I don't even know if this is the final product by any means it's definitely not. Um, I, I could not have told you. I don't think anyone could have told you I'd be here.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. I I love that, Evan, and mm-hmm. just to see your story and yeah, and uh, that's so cool. You are yeah. in Seattle now, and uh, like yeah, and you're like in 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 a major league world there with your with your fiance. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, such a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. That that's amazing and a chance to. Uh, to to be a part of uh, a world where there's obviously probably a lot of need as well for Jesus there and there is. and mm-hmm. uh, Seattle as a city I know is an area that very much needs the Lord on on one hand there's a lot of big churches and things but on the other <laughs> hand there's like just such a need for revival yeah. and young people we did have a how to life event out there at, right about a week before the event that you came to in Arizona so oh, cool. we, we we did one in uh, Snohomish Washington okay um. So that was that was a fun one. It was it was a little smaller than some of the ones we've had, but uh, it was a very a good event with people and and I've wanted to get things going again in Washington since then. But yeah, um, yeah maybe we'll have to do your area there, Gig Harbor. Let's go. <laughs> we'll find yeah, make
1: some connections. Yes,
0: yes. But um, but yeah, well, that's awesome, Evan. And as we kind of continue on with the podcast, I want to hear a little bit from you about your own. Uh, Uh, kind of story and journey with Jesus in particular, like what could you give us just like a one to two minute version of your uh, testimony? How did you Mm -hmm. find Jesus and what is the difference that Jesus has made in your life?
1: Yeah. Um, so I was very blessed to grow up in a family where not only uh, we attended church, but it was, it was a conversation we'd have in the home. Like we talked about scripture. We talked about the Bible. We talked about God often. Um, so it was such a blessing to tell you that I, from a young age, I was having conversations, not only about the Bible, but what that meant, what did it mean to follow Jesus? Um, mm-hmm. so I accepted Jesus and, and called myself a follower of, of Christ from a young age. But to be honest with you, I don't think I was truly a follower until I was in middle school. Hmm. I knew a lot of answers. I had a lot of intellectual answers I could give you because I heard my mom. I heard my pastor say them. I, I knew what to say, but I had no relationship. It was all head knowledge. Hmm. And when I got to middle school and started dealing with, you know, the transition of, of becoming an adolescent, um, puberty and all that stuff, started really struggling with anxiety and, and self-worth. Um, It became very apparent that I was missing something that my other Christian peers had they had they had something that I didn't have, and I realized quickly that it was that relationship aspect. I was missing that a hundred percent, and I had kind of pulled out of church community because I it wasn't giving me what I wanted to feel validated. And then come back to my older brother Kent; he really encouraged me to to go to youth group with him, and it was the first time in a long time since I started dealing with that where I truly felt like I belonged, hmm. and not because I was giving someone something, not because I was a smart kid in class that could help you with homework. But just for who I was. And I could be myself, fully myself, flaws and all, and I was loved. And that's just not something you 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 let go. I, I radically gave my life, not only my, my headspace and my identity in saying something, but truly my life, everything I had then to ministry. Um, to being a follower of Christ and really started pouring into my youth group and ultimately got to be an intern with them. Um, and, and the radical change that happened there, from from a kid who knew a lot about Christ to knowing Christ personally, was this sense of peace and security and a lot of stuff. Um, I love to tell you that I never deal with like anxiety or depression anymore, but that's just not true. But I do have this eternal peace and confidence in knowing who Christ is. Um, a big, big story of my life later then is. Is losing my father at the end of high school. So my my father was diagnosed and, and passed away from cancer at the end mm-hmm. of my high school cr- career when I was a senior. And um, and I think a younger Evan would have would have really been destroyed by that. I think a younger Evan would have would have lost all identity and trust in a lot of different things because that's a hard thing to go through. But because I had processed that and 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 through the grace of God came to know Him more, I had confidence in trusting in His plan even when it was such a hard tough. Pill to swallow, hmm. um, and I think that's really been that difference—is just having this joy and peace in every bit of life because I know who God is and I know what His will for me is. Because um, it's personal; it's not just someone that I've read about, but it's someone I know and I talk to daily.
0: That's amazing, Evan. Thank you for sharing your story with us here, and uh, for for each and every one of us, we all have a story of the yeah. Lord at work. And, uh, for, for many, for all of us, it's a work in progress. It's not something that's going to be uh, finished this side of eternity, but just yeah. that the hope that we have in Jesus is something that is so, so amazing. And I know for, for, for all of us, no matter where we're at, no matter how dark it gets, Jesus mm-hmm. is with us. He's there for us. And, and Amen. even, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And, uh, I, I think it's amazing for, us to be able to share these stories, just to talk about what God has done. And uh, so praise God for what he's done in your life, Evan. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as we kind of move into the theme uh, and kind of our last segment of the podcast, I'm excited for us to talk about the theme. And we've talked a little bit about this already, Evan, Uh, the theme for today is following God's will or to elaborate on that, struggling with God's will and just kind of figuring out like what, what does it mean to truly follow through on what the Lord wants for us. And mm-hmm. uh, Evan, if you could just share with us some of your heart and passion on this, that would be amazing. Uh, just kind of some of the points that you have and, and the scripture that you've got yeah. on this theme of following or struggling with God's will.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's just a reality we can all admit right now that we all have and continuously struggle with God's will. It's just a reality of being a created being in the hands of, of a God whose will is sovereign, that this will will prevail no matter what. And so it's hard for us to trust that sometimes. It's hard for us as as creatures of our own will to, to surrender to that larger will. Um, and oftentimes it's small things. I know when I was playing sports in high school, I struggled to surrender to God's will that I was not the best on my team. And that meant I wasn't going to get as much playing time as I maybe thought I would, or I was not prepared for a test. And I prayed before, fervently prayed, Lord, give me this knowledge. And then he didn't give me every single bit of this book in two seconds that I did not read. Uh, But these are small things that struggle with God's will. (laughs) Uh, There's also really big things, right? We we struggle with God's will when we we lose friends or or relationships, and it makes the small things seem nothing at all. Or, Or we struggle with God's will when we think about what we're called for. Um, I, I struggle that often. I'm very introspective and I go, God, what am I supposed to do? Like, I I'm starting to see it slowly, but Lord, if you could just tell me what I'm supposed to do, I would, I would go after it. I would do it. But it's hard for me in the moment of like, okay, where am I supposed to go? Um, or struggling when I lost my, when I lost my dad, as much as I had a relationship and still have a very strong relationship, God, I would be lying to you if I wasn't on the ground, praying, crying in a dorm room, Lord, just give me something. Let me understand this. And by the grace of God, I've, I've slowly been able to see those things. But the reality is we struggle with God's will constantly. Um, and I don't want us to be ashamed of that. You know, I think there's a very humanistic answer to say, hey, don't be ashamed because everyone does it. But that's not scriptural, right? There's a lot of stuff that everybody does that aren't good. Uh, but struggling with God's will is something that we see Christ, God made man do. So it's not sinful to have a, a struggle with surrendering. That's That's not sinful. But what is sinful is to do it in a wrong way, in a way that is selfish, in a way that tries to place yourself in god's shoes um which which then begs the question then how do we how do we struggle well, which is something that i've been I've been thinking about recently
0: Wow, wow, I think that's amazing just to be thinking about how yeah what how do we struggle well with what God's will is because for for all of us it's it is that question of what exactly does uh, the Lord have for us what does he want for us and yeah. why does he allow certain things to happen the, like these yeah. are the deep existential questions that each of us have that sometimes really rock our world in some ways mm-hmm. but um I know I love the book of job where like sure. there's just so much about like god why are you allowing this and he's like where were you when i laid the foundations <laughs> of the earth and it's like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and uh, and I, I really like the, you. You can really be ministered to f- by that book if in, in that kind of context. But yeah, um, but but yeah, I, I know you've got a passage uh, pulled up here from scripture mm-hmm. uh, because uh, as uh, before we started the podcast, you were talking Evan. You're just like, uh, like it's okay to wrestle with God's will because Jesus did. Like, oh yeah, yeah. he did in Gethsemane. <laughs> so can you share with yeah. us a little bit of this passage and kind of some of your insights on it?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously we're we're on the the post Easter of uh, uh, on the church calendar, but the great thing about Easter and what it's talking about is, is Christ's resurrection is forever, and the stories yes. are are real and permanent. Easter so is can, forever. It's forever. He, yes. didn't, he didn't just raise on 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 Easter Sunday and then done. He he continues to live, and we just he remember is it. <laughs> risen
0: forever. He is risen indeed. It's yes, sir. not just something that we should remember on. A random Sunday in March yeah. or April, which has yeah. some algorithm that I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> as to what day it ends up on. But yeah. Um, but yeah, uh tell us about Gethsemane. Yeah. I mean, most of us know this part of scripture, but uh would love to hear what you're thinking on this.
1: Yeah, so um the Garden of Gethsemane is is this point in, in Jesus's ministry where he is about to face the cross, right? So this is you know, what everything's leading up to. Christ's whole life existence was leading to the cross. His ministry was going to be fulfilled. His his purpose for, for being incarnate was going to be fulfilled in the cross. His death, burial, and then resurrection. Obviously, Easter, the resurrection is pretty important. Um, but in the garden, we see something very unique. We see Jesus struggling to face the reality of what he's been called to do. And it's, it's a really intense emotional moment, and specifically the, the passage that I, that I was reading over and preaching from was Mark 14, 32 through 42, because um, I think it just gave a really unique and, and detailed perspective of what it looked like. But some of the words we see in there um, uh, as Jesus is talking to his disciples, he says, my, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. This is verse 34. So we see a very vulnerable, hurting Jesus that is struggling with surrendering to God's will right? Um, and from that, there's kind of these three big points we see as he's struggling and him doing it well, doing it as, as a perfect being. And, and the first really big one is that he brought accountability in with him. So he is sorrowful even to death. And rather than go and hide in his room, scroll Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, and just distract his mind, he brought people in with him and then faced that, um, that, that issue head on, mm. right? In the garden, he brought all of his disciples. And then specifically, he went further and brought the three of his closest friends even farther with him, Peter, James, and John. And he asked them to pray for him, to to be on watch for him, right? And and I think this is really key because Christ is doing this to to point something out to us. Christ had already been tempted and struggled before, right? In the wilderness, the devil one-on-one challenged him and he prevailed. He prevailed against the temptation, Right. So I think here Jesus again could prevail against this temptation against the sorrow alone, but he chooses to invite people in. Hmm. Right. And so if Jesus chooses to invite people in, if he wants people around him in a struggle, how much more so do we, as is beings that are are fully affected by the fall, are sinful, need to have people around us when we're struggling with 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 the will of God? Um the thing I always talk about with, with this stuff and why accountability has brought so much in, in when we talk about Christian living community, community is that we have a coward of an enemy. Our enemy is the biggest coward on earth. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to fight you in community. He wants to fight you one on one because he's going to win. He's not this big bad guy who's, who's going who's gonna to destroy everything that's been laid before. He, he loses every time to God, and he wants to just bring people down one on one as he's falling. That's his mm-hmm. aim here. That's his aim here. And so when you bring community in, in these vulnerable moments, he then loses, right? It's, it's, it's a lion hunting the pack of gazelles. He doesn't go after the pack as a whole. He goes after the gazelle that's gone alone. Our enemy's trying to do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And so this whole idea of we see Jesus here modeling while he's struggling, bringing accountability around him, we then need to think, okay, I need to bring accountability around me when I'm struggling with God's will. And this isn't a in the moment. Okay, I'm all of a sudden in this deep struggle. Now I'm going to go find these people. Jesus had been preparing, doing life to these people beforehand. He knew who he was going to call upon, right? So who in your life right now are you thinking? Okay, I need these people around me so that when it, when it's go time, when when the, when the world comes upon me, when the, when the enemy tries to attack me, I can call upon them. And guess what? They will pray and remain with me, even though. If you read the story, the disciples maybe don't do that as well as they should have, but these are the people who should be calling upon in those moments to give us that accountability, and it's so big i, I think I think if there's anything you can't miss from the garden of Gethsemane is that Jesus did it with people, He did it with community around him
0: that's so true we when we have community around us, like that's amazing with uh, that that is the way that we can combat the Temptations that we face the yeah. everything that 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 any weapon that might be forged against us, like we need community, we need to be grounded mm. in God's word, we yeah. need to just be ready and be on guard, like we're 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 told to 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 keep watch and to uh, to be aware um yeah. but exactly as you're saying the the enemy is a coward, so there's yeah, not much that he can really do to us, and because Jesus has already won the victory, Jesus yeah yes, has sir. conquered death and uh, Again, that's what we celebrated yeah. a little ways back on Easter was just yeah. how the Lord has worked and uh, and and how Christ has risen, and uh, we are now eternally free as a result, which is so cool yeah. but but yeah, Evan, as we're kind of wrapping up uh, our our podcast episode, do you have any kind of final challenges, any final challenge points that that you would have for someone? let's say there's someone listening right now who they are seventeen years old. Or 15 years old, as a lot of people that listen to the podcast are, and and they're just thinking, how can I truly follow God's will in my life? And uh, what would be kind of some of your final, like your final challenge to someone like that about uh, some maybe some practical ways that they can follow the Lord's will and and struggle well with His will.
1: Start thinking about now who who the people you want in your camp are. Uh, we 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 live in a world of battling, right? We we, we battle against the enemy. There there is a spiritual warfare going on, and you don't fight alone. And so, if you're fighting alone in a camp and and you're really really struggling and not being able to make headway, it's pro- it's probably because you need people around you. In it, there's a reason that Christian um, Christianity as a religion is celebrating in community. That's bringing people around you. But I but be intentional with it. It's not something that's just going to fall into your lap. It's not like. I mean, I, I guess part of my story, I talk about the Lord has just brought people into my life by his, by his grace, but I wasn't alone. And then people brought to me, I was in Christian community. I was, I was allowing people to be around me. Um, so just don't be blind to that reality that we, there is an enemy that that is, that is a coward that, that is attacking against us, that wants you to struggle poorly against God's will. It makes you want him to to question what God is doing, that that if he's good or, or what his will is for you. Um, but in community, we have clarity. And I think that's the really big thing As you start to Speak about those ideas to the people around you. Um, you have you have a lot more diversity of opinion and perspective on who God is um, that gives you clarity in that. But this is the next big thing, and something we we also see in 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 Jesus' examples, he struggled was that he went and brought his pleas before god. this This is the reality of it, right? As, as we're in community, there's only so much that people around us can do, but there is so much infinite amount of things that God, the creator of the universe can do. Right. And so if we're, if we're bringing our pleas and we're just venting to people and just want people to hear our issues, yes, that's great. And there's something to be said about that and have people in your life that that's good for. But ultimately we need to be going on our knees before God. whose will is sovereign, whose plan is good, who can actually do something about the situation that we're in. And and that's so neat when we see Jesus, when he's struggling with this, he doesn't just go and run and then to his disciples, man, I don't want to do this. God is making me have to go on this cross. It's not going to be fun. It's going to hurt so bad. I don't want to, y'all aren't even good. Y'all are going to betray me anyways. He went before God and laid his case before him because God was the only one who could do anything about it. So in your struggle, in your choice, bring people around you and then bring them with you as you go before God and, and let those please go before him. And this is the hard part and the one that's a little more abstract of it, but it's, but it's just true to the nature of it. Then you have to be ready to surrender, right? And, and this is the big thing. When you pray, God will answer you. And as my, as my youth pastor was growing up, Colby Engstrom, who Jordan knows, always said, is God's going to answer you three ways. Yes, no, or not yet. And you'll get one of those answers, mm-hmm. right? And be ready for the no. Mm. Be ready for the no. The no is very common because guess what? Our selfish will is often at odds of God's sovereign will. Mm. And and God's sovereign will is what's going to ultimately live through, mm. right? So When we get told no, it's not a mean no, it's a loving no. Mm. Jesus was told no in the garden. And he said, hey, can this cup go for me? God said no. But that was the most loving no that's ever been given to anybody on earth. Because that no is what secured salvation for us. Mm. So, So as you're going out there, as you are getting ready to surrender God's will, be ready for the answer you don't like. It's yeah. a blessing that answers you in, in, in his will and your will align. That's amazing. That's that's a gift. That's a grace. But oftentimes we have to be ready and prepared for that no and trust mm. that that no is a loving answer, that it is a good answer and that God's will is still good for you, even when you had a different will than him.
0: That's so good, Evan. I Can you summarize those three points uh, for us again here? Just kind of those yeah. three concluding points that, uh, that you're saying are ways that we can practically Uh, wrestle and struggle with God's will.
1: Yeah. So um, as you're you're struggling, the way to do it, struggle well, following the example that Christ gives us is to bring accountability around you. Have people that you trust that are willing to go on their knees to pray and be watched with you. Second, go before God in your pleas and with your prayer. He's the only one that can do anything about it. He cares about you. He loves you. He wants to hear. Be honest with him as you struggle. And third, be ready to surrender. Be ready for that no, because that. That no might be the most loving answer you need at that moment in the same way that the no that Jesus got was the most loving answer that's ever been given in the history of the world.
0: That's so good. I love that, Evan. And, and for, for each of us just to be thinking, how can we struggle well with the Lord's will and to desire his will above all? I love how uh, in in Mark uh, or Matthew, oh, I should know this stuff, <laughs> we're told to seek first his kingdom yeah. And, and then all things will be added uh, to us. And uh, so if we seek first his kingdom, everything else is added in. and mm-hmm. uh, and But there is no better way to be living than seeking first his kingdom above all. And uh, Evan, before we're done, would you be willing to pray for us, or specifically to pray for the listener, that the yeah. Lord uh, would just be with them uh, as they are looking uh, to try to figure out how to best seek uh, how to seek his will and how to how to, how to to follow God's will. Could you pray for the listener?
1: Yeah, I would love to. I feel, bear heads with me. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for the example of Christ that you've given us, for the life of Christ that you've given us, Lord, that you would become man to take on our sins and save us from, from the sin that we brought in, Lord. Um, what a gift that is. For listeners today, I don't know what they're struggling with, Lord, and maybe who this is going to reach to, but you do. Lord, you know who they are. You know you know the plans that you've placed before them, Lord. And more importantly, I know who you are. And I know that you don't waste pain and that you always have a sovereign and good plan um, for the world and for your children. And I pray that that can start being something that we can learn and rest in more. As we struggle, Lord, as we see things that we don't agree with or that hits our soul in a way that just brings us sorrowful even to death, that we can rest upon your love and your grace and your word, Lord, and know that you have a plan in that, that your will is good for us. Lord, I I don't know the depth of all heartache, but I do know heartache. And I also know you're the mender of hearts. And I'm sure that no matter how big that crack is, Lord, that you can mend it and heal it because you created it, Lord. I pray that we can just grow in that trust, that I can grow in that trust, that I can live out that trust, that it's not something that I just say, but it's something that I live that affects our communities. And it's so contagious that our world can just come to know who you are and love you for who you are, Lord. Thankful for this season of Easter that just wrapped up, Lord, and the wonderful gift and reminder that it that it is. I pray for Jordan and the How to Life Ministry, for all the students that are involved, all the leaders that are involved, for the young Christian leaders you are molding, Lord, that they can just be impactful and fruitful and on fire for you, Lord. We lift this up in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thank you, Evan, for being yeah. on Gen Z today. This has been amazing having you on here. I'm so glad people have been able to hear from you and and just kind of be able to learn a little bit uh, from from you today. And if someone wants to follow you on social media, what do you normally point them to? Where where can they find you?
1: My Instagram is at Chris E. Carter. Um, So Chris C-H-R-I-S E. Carter. I don't have a huge social media presence, um, but... If I see some new followers coming in, I will I will accept.
0: <laughs> Yay. Yes. Yes. You too can become an Evan Carter fan, like I am. <laughs> and uh yes, well, that's amazing, Evan. I'm very, very excited for everything that the Lord's doing in your life and and uh very glad you've been able to be on here this week. And yeah. and and again for those of you listening, if you also want to tune in. Uh, To more episodes, we've got more amazing episodes every Wednesday on the Gen Z Today podcast. Would love to have you tune in. Uh, Make sure to check out the Gen Z Today podcast Instagram page, as well as How to Life Movement. And then me, I'm just at Jordan Whitmer. We'd love to talk with you if you have questions about what it means to live for Jesus or to make a difference for Christ or, or, or any of those things. Or maybe you want to get involved with the How to Life Movement. We'd love to chat with you about that as well. And uh, but, but yeah, thank you, Evan, for being on Thanks here. I'm um, hopefully can have you on again sometime. And, uh, yeah. and thank you to, uh, to each of you, uh, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review and tell your friends about the Gen Z today podcast on Instagram. You can follow at Gen Z today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement, with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website, again, is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. is part
1: of the Converge Podcast Network.